Hello, Nicola Murphy. This is Kelly Crichton. This is Fox Force 5. How's it going? Good, Kelly. Very good. Hello from Cork this evening. This evening of impending doom. <laughs> In battening down the hatches there. <laughs> yes, yeah. So we're actually uh, recording this early. Well, it's probably for the best anyway because I might not have uh, electricity tomorrow. So who knows? <laughs> mm. Yes, Mad. we're battening down the hatches here. And how's all in Edinburgh? I feel like I should have battened down the hatches for the weekend and not gone out because I did the 12 pubs on Saturday and I'm absolutely <laughs> wrecked after it still but um, it's Monday night now people in case you think it's Tuesday or Wednesday it's not quite that bad but um, yeah no um, we had our very boozy day on Saturday out with all our friends it was great crack and we definitely did not do 12 pubs but we definitely did about 35 drinks so I think it's all the one but yeah, no, it wasn't actually bad. Like, we were worried like places wouldn't be letting us in and all that. But there was only one place that said, no, sorry. Everywhere else was grand. In fact, it was kind of quiet in a few places. So I'd say they were only glad to see us. But there was only about 10 or 12 of us. Usually there's a few more. So um, so we were a bit more mobile. Yeah, it was a great day. Great old crack. Getting the festive spirit, you know. So yeah. How was your weekend? Brilliant. Ah, uh, good. Yes. Um. So my weekend was um cold. <laughs> That's basically it. Uh, actually, on Friday I went out for a couple of drinks. It was nice. It's so quiet out. Nobody's going out. It's mad how quiet mm, it is in the city. Mm-hmm. So that was. It's actually kind of nice to go out though because there's nobody around. <laughs> yeah, totally. So yeah. it was nice. And um, this little when the pubs and towers like turned itself into a like, like a ski lodge now ski lodge in my eye. Mm-hmm. But they've just loads of decorations up and stuff like that. And they were DJ. So. It was quite nice to just have some music and stuff like that you know and I felt safe like so that was good and then I hitting Saturday, the slopes on uh, yeah, Blarney Street <laughs> my bloody wish um, and then on Saturday I went to watch uh, Lily playing a rugby match in the freezing cold in Kinsale um, so that was good and we put up our Christmas tree so it's very exciting I love her mm. she's kind of small and fat <laughs> so mm. my type of woman has a big butt on her um, <laughs> but narrow on top so uh, she's lovely and uh, yeah that was it really watched some movies and had a good clean I love fun. your dedication to the real trees every year I have suspense seeing what kind of tree you end up getting <laughs> well I haven't sent you a picture I'll have to send you a picture of her but uh, oh, I put it on Instagram you might have seen there but uh, yeah. yeah she's cute she's nice and uh, I actually forgot to put the lovely decoration you got me in my uh, espresso martini I put it on today so it has pride mm. in place on the top of the tree how do you know your tree is a she is it because she's got bobbles she's always a she well she could be he too or he's, campy, he's got well, I heard a joke last week. It's like, do you know what the difference is between a snowman and a snowwoman? <laughs> Snowballs. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, uh, yeah, we haven't done the tree yet. We're going to do it tomorrow, maybe. You know, I get guilt now when I drive down the road and you see all the trees up in people's houses. And it's like, oh, for God's sake. Mm. So I need to get out with it. My original plan was to do it like end of November. And then I was just like, I can't do it. It's too early. Oh, yeah. So yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow now. But Yay. it will be our old faithful... Uh, reusable tree fake tree of how many years now five six years yeah so yeah we're doing that maybe tomorrow night and yeah but totally in festive mode now i have to say started watching festive uh films and everything so uh yeah so that's that was it that was our weekend we're dying all day yesterday so did nothing and um yeah beginning to get the panic as well about what needs to be done before christmas but look i know we'll keep sold Keep soldiering on for now. So, um, yeah, so we might as well get the party started. Yes. Number one. One. So, 
I've gone full festive mode this week. <laughs> Me too. And I'm being very whimsical about things, nothing serious. So uh, I'm going to share some tips with you on decorating, Woo-hoo! You need this for yourself tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> totally. Uh, they're going to be a little bit different to the norm. See what you think. So up, first tip of the week. Tip of the week. Tip of the year, I guess. Mm. Uh, pastels. I'm sure everybody's thinking... What will the colour theme of your Christmas tree decorations be this year? Oh. Unlike me, I will be using whatever's in the box from last yeah, year. Yeah, same but, as. Uh, it's, it's, probably, it's probably a bad thing for the environment. Buying decorations every year, uh-huh. I'm sure. So, yeah. But if you're one of those uh, cool people that has an Instagram at home, etc., yeah, you may yeah. be... A, you may be uh, curating your house at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, popular options include going for baubles in one shade, which oh. takes a lot of the hassle out of picking things, uh, to the... Le- Lux metallic pairing of silver and gold which is also very elegant looking or an alternative suggestion this year is pastels fresh nostalgic fun and glam (laughs) I do like the idea of a pastel tree but like never in a million years because I have a lot of silver and blue that was my theme yeah I remember yours was yeah it did have a theme to it yeah but it's kind of been bastardized by having buying just random decorations that I've liked over yeah. the years. There's a kind of a music theme to it as well. There's like headphones and boom boxes yeah. and things like that on it as well. And then the kids ones as well. So, um, yeah, mine is just getting more chaotic by the year, basically. <laughs> All it needs is some crap paper ones. Oh, wait, I think we have some of them already. As well. um, so that's tip one, colour. Tip two, LED trees. LED trees are big news this festive season and perfect if you want to bring a minimalist but still magical glow to your home. Uh, If the Nordic look isn't quite your vibe, then instead of buying a tree, opt for a branch decoration. These things are kind of funny. You can put them in a vase, basically. I think M&S have bejeweled ones for 20 euros. They're basically like a bare branch, but they're like either frosted or painted and they've got some decos on them or what, like little bulbs. Minimalist-like. Wouldn't be my bag now, I have to say. Um, but yeah, if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, number three, go boho. Get Got plenty of rattan and wicker furniture at home? Don't feel the need to banish them out of sight. According to Pinterest, um, they're, it's the most searched for Christmas decor style <laughs> this year. Uh, if you're a fan of earth tones at home, this trend will especially play to your strengths. One sweep of Instagram will throw up ample ideas when it comes to giving your tree a bohemian edge. Like, wait for it, macrame ornaments. Woo. Can you imagine? Uh, when it comes to tablescaping, there's a new word for everyone. Uh, think about incorporating neutral tones and adding linen tablecloths plus chic wooden plates and serving dishes. Why not add a dead fox or a dead <laughs> squirrel to... Oh, sorry. That wasn't, didn't mean to see that bit at the end. Uh, Number four, lush garlands. While Etsy notes that the searches on dried flowers have been high this year, when it comes to bringing the outdoors in this Christmas on the garland front, think lush and vibrant. Um, Yeah, this garland thing is kind of getting out of control, isn't it? There's people with garlands on the door out all year round now, don't they? Um, And apparently there's loads of them available, like handmade Irish ones and everything. If you just do a Google for it, they're made in Wicklow and Kerry and all sorts. Um, There's one by, apparently, Irish art director Kiro Donovan. Supposed to be very nice. Uh, Anyway, there's your garlands. And then finally, think outside the box. Tinsel and hanging decorations needn't be confined to your Christmas tree. 
This year, there is an increasing move towards using sustainable materials and at the same time, a larger focus being placed on craft and DIY designs. Mm. Um, if you're not much of a DIYer, you can still have fun and be creative, um, like doing a tree wall. Have you seen this? A tree wall mural no. to hang your baubles from. So basically, like, it's just basically like you get a section of your wall and you stick things onto your wall essentially in the shape of a, of a tree. tree yeah I guess yeah <laughs> it's quite cool I've seen a few of them on Instagram alright so you can do like a string of lights you know yeah. for a few branches and you can do some baubles and you can have popcorn or whatever yeah, and you just stick it on the wall like the lights are kind of good because they add a bit of t- depth to it you know um, but basically I think what they're trying to say is you know you can make stuff at home you see people making the little DIY Christmas trees out of yeah. like books and uh, beer cans etc <laughs> So um, don't be at a last, kids. You can use that rubbish to make some Christmas decorations. So there you go. Maybe that's given someone a bit of an inspo while they're decorating at the moment. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Actually, I must say, last people have their trees up very early this year. I think nearly everyone I know has their tree up now nearly, you know. It's mad. But um, so you're late to the party. But that's good. I like some of those ideas. Like my little Merry Christmas behind me. That is actually a little paper... It's paper and string. I bought it in Sastring Green. But it's cute. It's only three euro. But I really like it. Oh, Yeah, it's, it's cute. Nice. Maybe you know, we're all in plastic everything all the time. It's nice to have a little bit of Agreed. cardboard, papery kind of thing. So yeah, it's good tips. Thank Agreed. you for that. Okay, number two. Two. So moving on this week, I thought I would talk about Christmassy stuff also. So I'm in the mood. Well, my other, my other thing lately is not Christmas related, but <laughs> for TV mm. this week, because actually... I don't even know what I've been watching on TV this week. I'll be totally honest with you. <laughs> There's been nothing really on. So, and I've been kind of busy. So I didn't mm. watch much telly this week, I have to say. Although there are a few things mm. coming up that I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, namely, West Side Story, the Steven Spielberg version. Oh my God, is coming out. so excited. It's actually coming out this Saturday, but I'm going to go next week for my birthday. Going to Aww. go, yeah, I'm dragging Jertis. <laughs> so I don't know what she's going to love it, but nice. I can't wait. So I'm really looking forward to that. So I'll be talking all about that. But um, yeah, in the last few days, I haven't really watched much. Every year we do like a rewatch of like Lord of the Rings and stuff around Christmas time. So we're doing that currently. And uh, Harry Potter is the other rewatch that goes on in our house around Christmas time. <laughs> Dedication. So a lot of rewatchings. Mm-hmm. I have nothing new to talk about. But I thought I would talk about my favorite. It's what I think is one of the most underrated Christmas movies there is. But it's actually one of my favorites that I absolutely love. I watch it loads of times I watch it every Christmas is The Family Stone did you ever watch it? Mm, no oh it's so so good so if people don't know what I'm talking about so it came out in 2005 and it's weird it didn't really like have like a big you know I don't know like budget marketing yeah, launch I don't, I don't whatever. think so mm. like I don't like I don't know I don't remember but I am um, I don't know when I said right but I've been watching it for years it's always one of my favorite Christmas movies so just to give you a bit of a insight into who's in it so unbelievable cast so Diane Keaton is in it Sarah Jessica Parker Luke Wilson Claire Danes Rachel McAdams and a few more guys that I kind of recognize to see but their names wouldn't be that familiar maybe um and the story is basically about son played by um Oh, what's his bloody name? Oh, Dermot Mulroney. Do you know that guy? He um comes home for Christmas with Sarah Jessica Parker as his wife to be, well, as his girlfriend. But he wants to give her the family ring, basically the grandmother's mm. ring. So that's hence the name, the family stone. And it's all about kind of 
her meeting the family and she's very like uptight you know <laughs> so mm. she plays it very well she like plays this kind of really you know kind of like overbearing uptight woman mm-hmm. and he's kind of more chill and he likes traveling and stuff like that but he's like mad about her but then um his brother is there and played by Luke Wilson and he's kind of like a bit like kind of mad you know weed smoke and chill out kind of vibe and I think I have seen some of this yeah, yeah it's getting a bit familiar yeah Danes, you probably made me watch it sometimes maybe. and yeah. Claire Danes is her sister and she get, is involved Danes are just her sister in it and it's basically like about the romance and kind of spoiler alert the romance kind of falls apart and they mm-hmm. kind of end up with the Sergeant Parker ends up kind of having a thing with his brother and just people like Wilson and the her fella ends up with Claire Danes and it's kind of all about that and the mom is Diane Keaton and she just plays it so good she's unreal mm-hmm. so um yeah it's excellent it's 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 a comedy but like there are some very uncomfortable scenes where you're just mm. like, oh my god, this is just I want the ground to open up and swallow me whole. <laughs> but um in like a, in a serious note as well, because uh in, in it two of the sons, so your man <clears throat> who's Sarah Jessica Parker's boyfriend, he her, his whole family is together, and like Rachel McAdams is his sister and it and all that. And he has a brother who's gay and he's there with his husband. And they have a, they're talking about um, having a baby and it kind of gets all like involved, like in depth and basically Sarah Jessica Parker puts her foot in it completely and the whole family kind of turn on her and it's just like cringe or dying. But the way they play it and the dynamics of the family are brilliant and it's well worth watching. It's really good laugh. And like I said, bits of it where you're like, oh, my God. But it's also really heartwarming. So the mm-hmm. whole Diane Keaton story online, she's actually sick in it. She has cancer. So it's very, um, it will tug at your heartstrings as well. So I love it. Um, it is definitely worth the watch. So uh, that's the family stone. It's usually on around Christmas time, so you'll probably find it. I don't know if it's on Netflix or anything like that. I might have a quick look, but um, that is my Christmas recommendation movie of the week. I was reminded uh, in the last few days about one that I watched last year that was absolutely brilliant. I'd never, I'd never even heard of it before. I just yeah. happened across it. It was, um, it's Nativity with Martin Freeman. Do you oh, know it? Oh, yeah, I've never seen it. That's definitely He's on like Netflix. a yeah. school teacher and he is like kind of ex-drama, am-dram student or whatever. And he has to put on a nativity. There's kind of local competition between them and another local school over who can do the best nativity each year or whatever. Um, And it's it's hilarious. One of these classic like school kids, like rags to riches type story, you know, these school kids who haven't a note in their head and they're all auditioning. And oh, it's just really, really funny. And he's got kind of, he's quite serious and uptight and he's got like a, an assistant who's a bit like the Jack Black of the oh, yeah, yeah, of the piece, yeah. you know, and um, it goes on and on, and it's a bit elaborate, like you know, there's helicopters and all sorts involved at one stage, but um, <laughs> it's hila- it's hilarious, Brilliant. and the kids are so charming. It's really good. As it, I remember looking it up last year, and I was like, can't believe I never heard of this. It came out in two thousand and nine, yeah. And actually, there's been Nativity two, Danger in the Manger, Nativity three, <laughs> Dude, Where's My Donkey, and Nativity Rocks in twenty eighteen, yeah, and apparently there's a stage. Mm. A stage musical adaptation as well. So I've got plenty more to try this year. I don't know if Martin Freeman's in all of them, but um, yes. first one's brilliant. So I recommend that as well. Brilliant. Um, but in, and I watched a thing called Angela's Christmas. It's an animated Irish oh, oh, yeah. film. 
Oh my God, it was just lovely. Aww. I was in bits by the end of it. It's so sad, <laughs> and happy and sad. And oh my oh, God, it's nice. just, just so that. sweet. Set in like early 1900s in Limerick and um, this little girl and her two brothers and baby sister, I think. And her dad is off working in Australia and she's kind of going around trying to help the people around her street or her village or whatever and her dad's in Australia and they all miss the dad and oh god and she's always talking to the baby Jesus telling the Aww. news and all this and oh just it's the cutest thing yeah just so heartwarming heartbreaking and heartwarming um very nice as well I think there's two of them as well actually yeah. so yeah there's Christmas recommendations uh the best thing I've been watching on TV recently is Succession by the way it's really picked oh, up oh my I still god haven't watched any of this season so I don't want to know we'll talk about it eventually <laughs> it, t- it took until like the fourth episode I heard and that I think from somebody else as the, well they said it was slow. the last two have been like oh my god like you barely take your hand out your head like your your head out of your hands it's oh, absolutely but the, <gasps> well, the awkwardness and the oh it's just it's horrendous um and brilliant. Just so brilliant. And uh, so, yeah, looking forward to what. And, and apparently, episode eight, I've seen things about it online. I didn't read them, but they were like, oh my God, episode eight of Succession. Something to do with Roman. Something big oh. happens with Roman. Um, but anyway, yeah, so if anyone's not watching Succession, I know we've said it a hundred times, but like, Jesus, Get just honest, watch yeah. it. So there you go. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll keep moving along. So, number three. Three. So, my facts of the week this week is totally random. None other than Dionne Warwick. <laughs> it's very random. <laughs> the a musical legend that is Dionne Warwick. She's become a prolific tweeter, actually, and has grown a huge so- social media following. Uh, most listeners would know her from her songs, Do You Know the Way to San Jose? Uh, Say a Little Prayer, Always Something There to Remind Me, Walk On By, many, 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 many more. Uh, she turned 81 this week. She was born in East Orange, New Jersey, um, she's a pop rhythm and blues singer whose soulful sound earned her widespread appeal. She was raised in a middle class, racially integrated community in East Orange, New Jersey. Her family were both spiritually and musically inclined. Her mother managed a renowned gospel choir called the Drinkard Sisters. And I kept thinking today, the Drunkard Sisters? What? Mm. Um, her father became a gospel record promoter. And she was uh, began singing in church from a young age. She often played piano for the drinkard singers and would sort of step in, you know, to fill in for people when they uh, couldn't be around. Um, she formed a group with her sister, the Gospelaires, when she was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And uh, they often performed as backup um, singers for local musicians as well. Um she often made a trip to New York to record with that group and during one of those sessions she met composer and producer Bert Bacharach who invited her to sing on some demos he was recording. Her singing caught the attention of the, an executive at Scepter Records and Warwick was soon signed to the label. In 1962 she released her first single I Smiled Yesterday and they misspelled her surname uh, on the record. So she was Warwick, Warwick with an E and they spelled it without. So she's actually kept it. Because she didn't want to sort of uh, change what was already out there. Yeah. Yeah. So the single proved relatively successful and she subsequently began touring worldwide. In the mid-60s, she began appearing on popular nightclubs and theatres and also on television. She continued to release hit singles and albums throughout the 60s, largely collaborations with Bacharach and David. Her top 10 singles from the period include Walk On By, I Say A Little Prayer, Valley of the Dolls, etc, etc. 
1969, she earned her first Grammy Award for Best Female Contemporary Pop Vocal for Do You Know the Way to Santa Fe? San, San Jose, Santa Fe, Santa Jose. <laughs> and a second Grammy for Best Female Contemporary Vocal again two years later for I'll Never Fall in Love Again. It's mad when you hear some of the songs, you're like, I can't yeah. believe that was her. Because you, know? you kind of, I've been singing them all in my head there as you were uh-huh. singing names. I was like, yeah, yeah, back in the good old days when like the name of the song was actually the the chorus, like you know, yeah. Um, but after a decade of successful collaborations, Bacharach, David, and Warwick quarrelled and parted ways. She maintained this popularity through the seventies and eighties, and during that time, she eventually reconciled with Bacharach, performing on his "That's What Friends Are For" album, which also features Gladys Knight, Elton John, and Stevie Wonder. The song the proceeds of which went to funding AIDS research, earned Warwick her fifth Grammy. Her commercial success dwindled in the 90s and she instead gained attention as the spokesperson for the Psychic Friends Network, hosting their infomercials. In addition to her music, she devoted much of her time to entrepreneurial endeavours, including a skincare and fragrance line and an interior design group and two charity projects. Uh, in 2002, she was arrested at Miami International Airport for possession of marijuana. It was <laughs> discovered that she had 11 suspected marijuana cigarettes inside her carry-on luggage, hidden in a lipstick container. Oh. She was charged with possessing marijuana, totaling less than five grams. Uh, she continued to record into the 21st century. Her releases included the gospel album Why We Sing and two collections of duets, My Friends and Me, on which she sang her old hits with such artists as Cindy Lauper and Reba McIntyre, whoever she is, and Feel So Good, on which she, her partners included Jamie Foxx and CeeLo Green. Mm. In 2019, she returned to R&B, which she's back, produced by her son. That year, she also received a Grammy Award for her lifetime achievement and her autobiography, My Life As I See It, written with her eldest son, David Freeman Woolley, was published in 2010. On November 26th last, not that long ago, a couple of weeks ago, Warwick released the single Nothing's Impossible, a duet featuring Chance the Rapper. Two charities are being supported by the duet Social Works, a Chicago-based non-profit that Chance founded to empower the youth through the arts, education and civic engagement and Hunger Not Impossible, a text-based service connecting kids and their families in need with prepaid, nutritious go-to meals from local restaurants. She turned 81 this week Mm. and she doesn't show any signs of slowing down. You can follow her at Dianne Warwick on Twitter. She is Gas on Twitter. She really? Up, gas. Yeah, she was putting up videos and everything. And um, there was a clip actually on where, you know, when Taylor Swift bought out that album a few weeks ago and there's a story, yeah. there's a song on it about Jake Gyllenhaal and yeah, the scarf. Tom yeah. <laughs> Warwick tweeted her saying, or tweeted them saying, give the lady back her scarf. I'll pay for a courier to come around and get it. <laughs> Oh my god! She just kind of intervenes in these things, like, but um, she's funny. Yeah, she's rocking it. Like eighty-one, she's totally on the ball. She is a fox, right? Yeah, you forget about the amount of tunes she had, right? Tunes! Oh my god! But she's a pure character, like, so yeah. Yeah. There you go, fox of the week, Dionne Warwick. Right up to number four of Genie. Four. So, uh, for my interesting follow this week, is something that I actually haven't really shared. It's a type of one that I haven't recommended before, I suppose, is what I was trying to say there when my English works. Um, it is on Instagram and it's called It's Abandoned. And what it is, it's just beautiful abandoned places, pictures of all these mad abandoned places. Aww. So um, they 
like not only just put up the pictures though they will actually give you a bit of history about it so it's not just like it's a picture of a house that's abandoned mm-hmm. it's a lot of these like old historical buildings like the most recent post they have there was um it tells you like when the when it was kind of abandoned so like if it was in the noughties or whatever it may be and what like the issues have been since it was abandoned but also what the purpose of it was before it was abandoned kind mm. of thing, which is cool you know so some of them it's just telling you a bit about and so like well most of them some of them i think they just found mad pictures of certain things and they put it up but some of them uh, it'll tell you a lot of the history about and all that one obviously those ones are a bit more interesting than the others but um it tells you where they are like the century that it would have been built in it's like if you like architecture that kind of thing it's cool mm. you know to see like all these mad places i think there's something really fascinating about that where like nature takes back these buildings yeah. and stuff you know mm-hmm. there's something so haunting about it i actually follow a few of these type of accounts there's another one that has a weird name that I always struggle to find it, even though I follow it until like I randomly come across one of their stories mm. or something again, you know. Um, but those guys actually go into like abandoned buildings and stuff and like film it or like, you know. I might have seen that one ones. before, yeah. Yeah, like I'll try to find the name so we can tag them, but um, this one is similar, So as in this one is a lot of pictures and things like that. But that other one, these guys go to like villages and towns and stuff that have been abandoned. Like there's a place in Italy that there was a landslide and it's literally they've never moved back in the residence because it's so dangerous. Mm. So there's a whole town that is just abandoned on the side mm-hmm. of the of the mountain, you know. So, but it's cool. This one is very cool as well. And like I said, it's just fascinating. Some of the images, some of the things that they've seen. Um, it's very visual, so it's kind of hard to talk about, of course. But trust me, it's you know well worth the the look. You could be scrolling for hours just looking at all these mad places from around the world. They have a good following, like one point five million, and they have about two and a half thousand posts. So you've plenty of material there uh, if you want to. Kind what of are you on Instagram? Is it Instagram? So is just at it's abandoned. So, um, but like I said, yeah. there's a massive following. There's there's one they always show, which is like a fairground somewhere that's been abandoned. Yeah. Or is it um, Chernobyl one? Maybe there's a Chernobyl there's loads of Chernobyl yeah. ones, yeah, because obviously people go in every now and again and film it in yeah. there and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's cool. It is kind of fascinating. All right, I saw one recently. Yeah. It was a whole island somebody went to that was like a nice. previously like um there were schools. Was, yeah, no, no, no. There was schools and everything. Like it was a proper nice. functioning community and. I'd say After in the last 10? hundred years, maybe yes, yeah, 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 yeah last kind of hundred years or so, and um, yeah, it's mad. I you you especially like the ones that have things in them, you know. Yeah, there's like of course. they come across newspapers or you know, yeah, debris of whatever was there before. You know, it's kind of um, fascinating. Um, Very haunting. even going into like an old house. You know, if you've ever gone into an old house. It's yeah. it's something weird about it, isn't it? Something that's somewhere that's not lived in. It's like what happened here? What was the last thing that happened here? You know, all this stuff. Um Mad, yeah, it's, yeah. It's kind of fascinating. I love all that stuff. Like you know, it's the same when there's even if like, you know, you've wallpapered the wall and you strip back even the wallpaper and the wall to see like the old wallpaper and like I love all of that stuff. I just mm-hmm. think it's mad. It's like a glimpse into what it was like. I just love it. But that's why this is is very cool. And like I said visually it's stunning there's some really class pictures on it and images and like history so definitely check it out that's my uh, recommendation for this week cool okay number five five so this week past uh joni mitchell and bet midler picked up kennedy center honors uh 
So legendary Canadian singer Joni Mitchell made a rare public appearance on Sunday to receive one of the most prestigious honours in US arts. President Joe Biden also attended the Kennedy Centre Honours after previous incumbent Donald Trump skipped Mm -hmm. proceedings during his four-year term. The ceremony saw singers including Nora Jones and Brittany Howard perform some of Mitchell's classic songs. Actress Bette Midler and Motown founder Barry Gordy were also recognised. This is like a who's who of, you know, legends in singing. Stevie Wonder, who was one of the many acts discovered by Gordy, headlined the star-studded four-hour gala in Washington, D.C. Smokey Robinson, who was also discovered by Gordy as a teenager, performed a song he wrote for the music mogul. It's called Uh I Think I'm in a Dream and It's a Wonderful Dream, Gordy told (laughs) reporters on the carpet. In honour of Mitchell, Howard performed the veteran singer-songwriters Both Sides Now. I love that song so much. Um, Joan sang... The Circle Game and A Case of You and ben Brandy Carlyle performed River. That Joni Mitchell always th- makes me think as well of, you know, that scene in... Oh, in um, Love Actually. In Love Actually. Oh, and she gets stop. the Joni Mitchell CD. Oh, yeah. stop. I've thought about that scene a couple of times this week. It's terrible. Um, mm. uh, Mitchell's appearance came six years after she su- suffered a brain aneurysm. Others to receive honours at the ceremony included Saturday Night Live creator Lauren Michaels, and opera singer Justino Diaz. Trump did not attend during his presidency after several recipients threatened to boycott the gala in his first year in office if he was president. Um, it, uh, David Letterman said it was quite nice to see the presidential box once again being occupied. Uh, president Biden held a black tie reception for the recipients at the White House, declaring to all the Kennedy Centre honorees, past and present, thank you for sharing your gift with the nation and with the world. Bette Midler joked to reporters, I'm a low end performer. I'm someone who tells terrible jokes and rides around in a wheelchair in a fishtail. That's <laughs> what I do. And yet people like it. They really enjoyed it. So, hey, I'm beloved. Paul Simon sang America for his friends Michaels, while soprano Denise Graves performed excerpts from Carmen and Faust in honour of Diaz. The 2020 gala was cancelled due to the coronavirus and in May the centre held a series of smaller socially distanced events for last year's honorees, included folk singer Joan Baez and the actor Dick Van Dyke. What a star-studded yeah. lineup of both wow. honorees and those there to sing for them. Mad. Can you imagine? Paul Simon, Mad. Joni so Mitchell, cool. Stevie Wonder... Oh. Smokey Robinson. Smokey Robinson, my fave. No, yeah, amazing. crazy. Wow. The, All these people um, in one room. Like a lot of them are quite yeah. old now. That's not going to happen yeah. many more times. Mm. No. And what I was going to say there about Joni Mitchell, she's one of those um, people that I think it's the older you get, the more you enjoy her music. I don't know. Like I yeah. wasn't probably a big fan in my 20s, but the older I get, like the more I listen to her and stuff. There's some, um, yeah, fab, fab stuff. But yeah, Bet Midler. Is kind of a random one. Yeah, but she's, she's total. <laughs> she's total ledge as well, isn't she? Like, oh, even totally. Though, but like, she's not really a singer. singer. Yeah, well, she's, yeah, a she's singer. an actress. Yeah. She's not a songwriter. She's a no, singer. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, um, yeah, on that. So Hocus Pocus two uh, will be next week's <laughs> here, and I'd say <laughs> very much looking forward to that. Pumped, pumped for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next year, hopefully. We flew through it this week, but uh, yes, we're recording early and all that, so it's late on a Monday night. So you're getting a short episode this week, folks. But we'll be back again next week. Don't worry. Of course, of course. We're hopefully, here for hopefully you. we're still here. Like we've a rage weather blown away. for tomorrow. So everybody, I uh, hope we all survived when you're listening to this on Wednesday. I hope it was yeah, my, uh, my, over. 
over egged you know sometimes midair and do that in ireland yeah. we're kind of overly cautious totally. but uh, so i really really hope that that's the case um yeah. but apparently the shelves in cork and Kerry are empty of bread Is already that right? so that's a pure sign of the panic one of the girls just sent mm. a picture into the group so um that's just, don't that's make unnecessary journeys huh don't make unnecessary exactly. journeys well exactly. batten down the hatches and everybody look after each other and um yeah hopefully you're all safe and well and uh, you'll be back next week to listen to us talking about five things, you know. Bye, everybody. Have a great week. Ciao, ciao. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.